following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. It's time for Casey's Take on Sports, presented by DMA Orthopedics. Now, here's a man who always has a take, Casey Patrick. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Uh, we're going to talk, we'll talk, talk talk some Freddie Freeman today. Uh, I, I want to complain and bark about him like everybody else does, so that's what I'm going to start with. We're going to move into all-star voting after that. We're going to talk a little bit of bowling. Uh, I told you I wouldn't bore you too much with bowling stuff, but we're going to do that just a little bit today, and then we're going to finish off, as usual, with high school sports. So y'all stay right here. Let's get it started. Um, so I'm, I'm sure everybody – not everybody, excuse me. I, I'm sure most of y'all watched uh, a little bit of the – uh, Braves Dodgers series last weekend. Uh, I, I think it's a pretty good preview for the playoffs, but that that wasn't really the main story. And I think anybody that watched knows that um, Freddie was just emotionally distraught the whole time. Now I'm not going to sit up here and make fun of somebody for crying. That's not that's not what this is about. But. The emotions, I, I'll be honest, they kind of bothered me. I, I think they, I think they upset me more than anything because if if you really, if you're really that emotional about it right now, you you should have been emotional about it back in the off season. Now I and, and and I've already I've already talked about this at length. I blame everybody. I blame the agent. I blame Freddie. I blame AA. I blame the Braves. I blame everybody. It's it's everybody's fault. Uh, Freddie takes blame in this. It's not just Excel. Why does my beard look so weird this morning? I promise it, it don't look. Ah, that's a little bit better. <laughs> but I, I blame. I've blamed everybody since the beginning. I, I've, I've been upset with everybody that was a part of the entire thing, and I, I still feel that way. Um, but seeing Freddie, you know, and and I think, I think, who was it? Uh, somebody on ESPN or or one of those um, big sports places they um they reported that Freddie fired his uh, agency or his uh, representation I guess is what you would call it uh, and then I saw somebody else said that that's not true that they're still working through stuff I don't know I don't really care but regardless that is kind of a rocky relationship now between you know Freddie and and his management team but the thing is it. He should have already had this conversation. Uh, they should have known exactly what he wanted. Like I said, it, it, to me, I, I blame all parties, all parties involved. Um, I, I and <laughs> Matt Olson's been really good too. I, I, he's no, he's not Freddie Freeman, and and you know his defense, you know, just that little bit. It, he's not as good, I think, as Freddie Freeman at defense, but he's pretty good. I saw somebody on Twitter just crying and complaining. They said that uh, they said that Freddie Freeman. They really missed his defense. That's the one thing that they miss. And just crying about Matt Olson. These people on Twitter—they're insufferable. They're—they're they're awful. 
Uh, Matt Olson's batting about 250, which I told you was going to be about his batting average. I said we'd be lucky to get 270 out of him, but he's going to hit for power. He's going to hit doubles, and he's going to play really good defense, and he is. He let one ball go off of his glove late in the game against the Dodgers, and and, and I see I see all of these comments on Twitter talking about, oh, Freddie this and Freddie that. Get over it. He's gone. Now, there are these weird little conversations that people are having that talking about, well, the Braves want to add a left-handed bat at the free, free or the trade deadline, and and Freddie's heart is not in LA, and people with check marks talking about trades, and I don't want to. I don't want to give Freddie that trade. To be quite honest, do I think the Braves would be a better team with Freddie Freeman on the team? Yeah, sure. Um, I think he'd be great. Him and Matt Olson could switch around. Uh, the other one, the, I guess Matt Olson would play DH. Maybe Matt Olson can play a different position. I don't know. I don't care. That all sounds well and fun and stuff, but Freddie made his bed. Let him lay in it. Um, if if he really wanted to be an Atlanta Brave, he should have taken more steps earlier uh, to, to remain an Atlanta Brave. I don't blame AA for making the trade to go out and get Matt Olson. He wanted to protect the team's future. I don't blame him for that. Um, Freddie wants to sit here and cry about how betrayed he felt and all this other stuff, and then he comes back and he's all emotional. I just get over it. You, you, that was that was the decision that was made. Um, I I don't I don't really believe any of these reports that talk about. Oh uh, well, the Braves never made an offer or this or that or whatever. I, I don't believe none of that. I I'm I'm sure that somebody told Freddie Freeman with his management team. This is what this is what I would bet money happened. Somebody at his management team said, ah, Freddie, this is what they offer, but we can get you a few more dollars because they really want to keep you. And he said, okay, let's try that. And they did that, and it didn't work. It didn't work. They they put an ultimatum on the table because they didn't think that AA had the balls to go out and get somebody else. And he did. He went out and got Matt Olson. Good baseball player. I, I like Matt Olson. Uh, he puts his head down. He goes to work every day. He did the he did the little chop thing. Whenever the Braves get a hit, they do the little chop thing and hit Freddie Freeman right across the forehead the other day. I don't know if any of y'all saw that video, but it's funny. He did not hit him hard. Uh, he did not mean to hit him. Uh, it was a joke. They both kind of laughed it off. But I was like, man, next time, aim for the throat. <laughs> uh, of course, that's a joke. But um, Freddie, I, I just I, I I'm not much for the emotion on that. Um, I, I don't, I don't have an issue with people showing emotion. I'm not, you know, like my dad used to be one of those, I'll give you something to cry about type people. I'm not like that. I don't care about that. Uh, but, but him showing that emotion and all that stuff, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's manufactured, but I also think that there could have been more steps taken beforehand before we even got this far. But, um, Again, like I said, everybody else is talking about Freddie Freeman. I just want to talk about Freddie Freeman. Something else I want to talk about real quick is DMA. Dixon Medical Associates uh, and Casey's Tank, of course, is brought to you by DMA and Dr. Anthony Tropiano. Dr. Anthony Tropiano provides patients with prompt, effective medical care using the best technology available and in a manner that is compassionate and understanding of their needs. Dr. Tropiano is a board-certified orthopedic surgeon call 615-441-4522 today that's 615-441-4522 today at dixon medical associates 
your health is our number one priority. With over 40 providers, our goal is to bring excellent, convenient, and comprehensive medical care to our community. Dixon Medical Associates, a destination for care. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. And something else I want to talk about today was all-star voting. I saw something. I saw something last night. Fernando Tatis Jr. is fourth or fifth. I tried to look it up while we went to commercial. Um, Fernando Tatis is either fourth or fifth in the National League at shortstop uh, in voting, um, and he has not played a game this year. Uh, I don't think. Uh, or at least he's been out most of the time. Uh, Here's another one. Mookie Betts, who just got injured. He's had a great year up to this point. But up to this point, Mookie has definitely deserved every vote that he's got. Let's let's just be really clear on that. Mookie's got 2.2 million votes and some change. Once you start start talking 2.2, I don't think I need to get into a few hundreds. So – 2.2 2.2 million. M- Mookie is like 80,000 ahead of second place. Now, we're going to talk second place for a second in the outfield. I want y'all to sit here. And now, second place doubles third place. Okay. Just third place is Jock Peterson, by the way. He's one of those type players. Uh, but second place, and I don't want to say his name yet, he's got 2.1. Nine million. And this player has only played, I I don't know if he's played half the season. And the only reason I know that is because he plays for my team. I love Ronald Acuna Jr. Ronald Acuna Jr. is one of my favorite players to ever watch. I remember growing up, I, I, I loved watching Chipper Jones and Andrew Jones and Ken Griffey Jr. And, uh, you know, and the more I watch Ronald Cunha Jr., the more he starts to really ascend into that group of people that I grew up watching that I really just enjoyed watching. He's almost there. I mean, for me, really, he is. And and when healthy, I do believe he's one of the top two outfielders in the entire game, him and Mike Trout. Um, now, I'm biased. I'm a Braves fan. That's fine. You can have that opinion. You can tell me I'm wrong. I don't really care about that. But anybody says he's not good is just not a Braves fan or they're, they're just – Ignorant. Let's, I mean, let's be honest. Acuna has all kinds of talent. Is he a showboater? Yes. Uh, do, if you don't like the bat flips, that's fine. Uh, you, you don't have to like him. Uh, but I think most people with a brain cell would agree that he's uh, fairly decent at baseball. But he does not deserve to be second in, in the all-star voting. 
He's got, I mean, he's, what's he got? Seven home runs this year. And I mean, he missed the first 20 games or so. I mean, I don't know. And then Adam Duvall's down at the bottom here. Adam Duvall, let's see. I just now looked at it. Adam Duvall's fifth or sixth, it looks like, in the outfield voting. He's hitting a buck 90. I like Adam Duvall. You know, William Contreras has some votes for designated hitter. That is cool. He deserves that. Contreras has been nasty. American League. There was another one I wanted to talk about. Oh, I got the no, I got the Fernando Tatis one out. Uh, Aaron Judge leads everybody with 2.4 million votes, which makes sense because he's going to have around 35 home runs at the break. I think. No, he won't have that much. He's at like 28 now. He he'll get to 30. I think he'll get to 30 before the break. Uh, hopefully, he'll be in the All Star game or the. Of course, he'll be in the All-Star game. Hopefully, he'll be in the, in the Home Run Derby because that would be fun to watch. I think all that's out at L.A. this year. Um, but these, we really need to find a new way to get people into the All-Star game. I mean, look at this. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is at 1.6 million votes. Great player. He's had a pretty good season. I mean, let's be honest. Ty France is half of that. And Ty France, most of y'all might, might not even know who that is. He's the first baseman for the Mariners, and he's putting together a heck of a season. He deserves to be at the All-Star game. Uh, I think he will be at the All-Star game if he stays in second place, but he he deserves more than half the votes that Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s got. He's, he's, I don't think he's better than Vlad. I think Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is one of the best players in the game. But but this, this I don't know, this popularity contest is not good. This is like, I don't know, this is like voting for – class president in high school it's always that one kid that gets it to uh, you know everybody i don't know i'm not gonna sit here and talk about i'm i'm over politics let's not do that how much time am i supposed to talk about this one 14 minutes and 30 seconds Ooh, we're about let's see five seconds away right now so uh we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna jump into the uh, third take and talk a little bit of bowling Now, I, I know when I started doing this show, I, I told y'all, I told you pretty early on, most of you know I like bowling. Um, I don't really find it all that particular entertaining to talk about. So I said I wasn't going to talk about it much. But um, there was a pretty neat, a pretty neat accomplishment the other day. Um, There's a young man that bowled a 900 series. Of course, the series is, is three games. That's what most leagues bowl um, is three games for, you know, a full set. And uh, there was a young man that bowled a 900, which is three perfect games uh, for a 900 series. It's only happened somewhere around 20 times in the history of the United States Bowling Congress, which is uh, the incredibly poorly ran organization that runs sanctioning in bowling organization. I can sit here and talk about how bad bowling is ran uh, from the PBA to the USBC and all the way up and down. I can do that all day long, but uh, this is a 28 minute family show. So I'm going to start cussing and it'll be about two hours. So we're not going to do that. Um, but uh, it is really neat to see um, a guy with, I, I want to say he had, I did a little bit of research on him, and I knew his name until uh, about five minutes ago uh, because we all know how the brain works. And 
regardless, the, the guy had a like a 190 average, uh, which is really good, and he should be proud of that. But um, I, I averaged 230 one season. Uh, I, I've never been close to 900. I've shot 800 a few times. And the only reason I say that, I'm not trying to brag or trying to down put, uh, put him down. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not trying to do that. But I'm trying to set the scene where it makes it makes sense that this guy shooting a 190 is like me going on a date with a with a model. Like, sure, it's possible, but it's very unlikely. And for him to bowl a 900, for anybody to bowl 900, like I said, I mean, you've got you've got bowling alleys across the entire country of the United States, and almost every single one of them are sanctioned with the United States Bowling Congress. You have some bowling alleys that are 12 lanes, like here in Dixon, like Bowl Arena. You have some lane, you have some houses that are 24 lanes, like the other bowling alley here in Dixon, Thunder Alley. And then you have some places that are like Smyrna. Smyrna's got a bowling alley, 52 lanes. And these bowling alleys get packed for their leagues. So, excuse me, I had to burp. So, when you think about it, there's a lot of people bowling, like every day. And the fact that since the beginning of recorded progress in the USBC, which is a long time ago, I knew that number too, but I forgot it. But it's only happened around 20 times that every that you strike on all 36 balls, uh, all 30 frames. It's 36 balls strike every time. It's only happened. It's only happened like 20 times. And one guy did it twice within like a month in in Florida one time which is nuts. I don't I don't think that'll ever be done again. But I say all of that to say this. First of all, congratulations to to that guy. Um I I can only hope one day to shoot 900. I can only hope to see one. I I'd, I'd love to see one of my really good friends shoot 900 if I didn't do it, but uh nobody has ever bowled a 900 in the state of Tennessee. So, um I think the highest I think the highest set in the state of Tennessee is an 879, which would be 300, 300, 279. Um, my highest set personally is 823, which is not bad. I'm actually pretty proud of that number. I'd like to bowl better than that, but I'm getting kind of old. The old shoulder don't feel like it used to. Um, but I, I say all of that to say this. There's a reason why bowling is dying. It's become too easy. People go out and pay $300 for a ball that hooks, and these bowling alleys go out and they put these really easy oil patterns out where you can just get the ball right of the head pin and it'll just float into the pocket as it turns. Bowling's too easy, and that's why it's dying. Uh, about 70 years ago when everybody was throwing uh, rubber bowling balls and and uh, you had pin boys sitting down in the back back there to go set the pins up, that's when bowling was real and that's when it was fun. Uh but I just wanted to get that off my chest. Congratulations to that guy. Nothing against him. Uh, but this game is too easy now compared to what it used to be. And uh, let's see. Oh, we got another commercial. Y'all stay right here. All right, we're going to talk a little bit of high school sports. Don't go anywhere. All right, stay right here. you covered from neck to toe. Our orthopedics team offers services in sports medicine, foot and ankle reconstruction, spinal surgery, and more. We also have in-house imaging and physical therapy. 
Dixon Medical Associates. We specialize in what moves you. orthopedics and Dr. Anthony Tropiano. Dr. Anthony Tropiano provides patients with prompt effective uh, treatment using the best technology available and in a manner that is compassionate and understanding of their needs. Dr. Tropiano is a board certified orthopedic surgeon. Call 615-441-4522 today. 615-441-4522. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Oh, high school sports. It's the same. I don't know how I forget that. It's it's the fourth take every week. It's high school sports. I have to look at my little sheet like, I guess, like a good little boy. So I know where I'm going. Um, uh, we got dead period, uh, which I think is cool. Uh, of course, and I, I say this all the time, but um, coaching the Creekwood bowling team, um, we had to tell some of our kids. We, we've been we've been trying to host some summer practices just to keep some of the kids uh I guess in rhythm, uh, a, a lot of our kids don't have, um, other sports that they play. So it gives them an opportunity to come in and, and do something. But we told them last week, we said, uh, Hey, uh, there's, you know, for <laughs> who was it? We had one kid named Luke. He comes up and talks to, to me and, and the head coach. And he says, I won't be here uh, next week. <laughs> and, and head coach Scott goes, uh, nobody's going to be here next week. We'll be on dead period. And, we had three or four of those kids, which, you know, they are newer kids. They've never bowled before. They looked at us. They were like, what? They didn't know what a dead period was. So we had to explain to them that TWS delay put in a rule to make sure that there's two weeks where kids don't have to deal with screaming coaches. I think it's a cool rule. I think it's good for them, especially the football players, because they've been outside running around in this godforsaken heat the last two weeks. I don't want to be out there. I don't like going out there, and I don't even run around. Like, so I, I, I think it's good for the kids to – I know they need to stay acclimated to the heat. It's good for them, and, and it's healthy and all that. Uh, but it's also nice to have two weeks where you, like I said, you have two weeks away from your coach. Um, but we do have that dead period. It's here. Uh, but I just wanted to say this real quick. Uh, in the Dixon Post uh, next week, um, we're going to have the all-county baseball team. Uh, we're also going to have the Dixon Swim t- uh, swim Tides. I want to say Swim Tides every time I talk about it. Dixon Riptides Swim Team. Uh, we're going to have photos from their uh, their first meet this year. It was, it was more of an inter-squad scrimmage, but we're going to have some photos from that. And I'm going to talk to Coach uh, Desiree Geron, um and and uh, hopefully get a few quotes from her and, and uh, try to get a story together for that. Uh, and we're also going to have one article where um, – some of my Creekwood girls went to uh, nationals and bowled uh, the national tournament a few weeks ago. So uh, that was fun. I got to go to Kentucky for that. Uh, I, t- I think I told some of y'all about that, my little Kentucky trip. But um, over in Cheatham, the all-county softball team this week to go along with the opinion articles. There's not a whole lot going on this week in the paper. I will say that, but we've got July 4th coming up. Our deadlines got kind of goofy. So uh, I wanted to make it easier on our designers. Um, you don't have too much to read this week. That'll be okay. Just take a few minutes on my opinion article if you don't mind. Let me know what you think about it and come back. Like I said, uh, today today we're going to have an early show because, let's see. I mean, I, I could sit here and go blah, blah, blah for the next few minutes, but I don't think anybody wants that. Uh, thank you for watching today. And um, make sure you come back next week. We should have some more. I, I'm going to figure out. 
I'm going to figure out what's going on during the dead period. I'm, I, we're going to go out here. We're going to figure out what these kids are up to. We've got a lot of baseball and softball going on, so I'm sure there's a lot. But thanks for hanging out with me today. Thanks for watching the show. Make sure you come back next week. And uh, as usual, follow us at CVP51 on Twitter. And let me know. Let me know what you think about the show. Complain about it. Cry about it. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm right. I don't care. Show up and do something. But uh, y'all have a wonderful evening. Thank you.